What's up, everybody? Sean Lowry Show podcast. I am here today from uh, with Andrew Wallace from across the pond. What's up, Andrew? Hey, Sean. Um, what's up? Uh, everything's fine here, man. So as I say, welcome to the Isle of Man. Um, <laughs> the uh, Isle of great Man. great to welcome you here. <laughs> the Isle of Man. That's where you are. Is that, what is that? Pluton, it, it, uh, the tile, it's an island, but um, it's not just men here. It's men and women. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the Isle of People. The Isle of People. Um, there you go. Yeah, small island smack bang in the middle of the Irish Sea. Uh, 75,000 folks here. And um, yeah, um, uh, my nationality is Manx, M-A-N-X. So, okay. Um, I've never um, heard of that. I've never heard of that. M-A-N-X, that's your nationality? What's, what's that? That's so we're part, of, we're part of the United Kingdom, but uh, okay. we're separate from England. Uh, we're, we've, we've got a Celtic heritage. Mm. Uh, we were invaded by the Vikings. Mm. And um, we've got the, the oldest um, government uh, in continuous government no in the way. world. Really? And 979 AD. Um, wow. Our, our was formed, so, um, wow. <laughs> Lots of history. Um, <laughs> wow, that's incredible. The uh, the Romans they had a really long government. Have you have you surpassed how long they lasted yet? Um, I I be- that's a good point. My, my history on that side of things is it's about a thousand great, years, but... about a th- about a, about oh, well. a thousand one hundred years. Whatever, it's a long time, and that's really it's impressive. a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, into the more modern world. Why don't you tell everyone kind of uh, what your expertise is? And uh, what you what you do? Excellent. Well, thanks for thanks for that. Um, my expertise, I guess, is helping um, primarily fitness business owners, so gym in the, independent gyms, uh, fitness studio owners, whether that be yoga, Pilates, PT, uh, CrossFit boxes, etc. Find find their voice, find their you know find their uh, find their people. You know, um, my my goal, my mission is to help everybody lead the best lives that they can and i know in able to do that i can't do that alone so i figure that my mission if i can help fitness business owners um help their client base then you know globally we we can change the world essentially right yeah fitness fitness business so that is a lot of people are trying to get people to their gym right like that mm-hmm. is the goal is is, is uh for a lot of your clients, is is the metric like gym signups, like memberships? Is that the objective? Uh, gym signups. Um, obviously, COVID's had a, a massive right. hit, as, as you can understand. So um, uh, we've had to pivot a lot. So um, the likes of Peloton have obviously mm. increased things. Nordic Track are now moving and um, online with with a lot of the home based programs and equipment that they provide. And similarly, lots of um, coaches have found that, you know, well, they've had to run their, their sessions via Zoom, you know. Mm-hmm. Who heard of Zoom 18 months ago? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, um, I would imagine fitness is one of the industries that has been hit the most by COVID. Oh, that and, res- and restaurants and things like that. For sure. You know, I, I work with clients in the US and Canada and here, obviously here in the UK um, and, and in Europe as well. Um, I've, I've, I still have connections with clients. I used to work in, in Australia for, for three years, so I've, I've got connections over there. But I know that everywhere we all got hit significantly hard. And I know in, in the US and California, even more so, um, where they were locked down for for over 12 months um, yeah. which 
uh, and, and not really given much support. So it, it's been really tough. It's been tough for everybody, but um, certainly for, for business owners, it's been um, it's been tough if they've not had that financial support as uh, as other industries may have had. Right. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's helped some businesses, for example, Zoom. And uh, yeah, yeah I'm, in, I'm in a unique situation because uh, I sell I sell clothing online uh, to girl, like it's a personalized monogram clothing business. It's it's mostly in the states and it's mostly to girls, but it's clothing. So we had a big spike in sales because mm-hmm. people are sitting at home shopping online, buying tops. I heard that during during COVID, uh, the sales of of pants. I uh, went way down, but the sales of tops went up because uh, people still had to show up on screen and, and the bottom half didn't matter. So we did really well, but in order, we, uh, I have a, a big building now where we like produce and ship and embroider and print. So I had to, that was all still operational. And we were, we were kind of naturally socially distanced because everyone had their own station. Um, and I'm in Charleston, South Carolina on the East coast. And we were able to stay operational throughout COVID. So we did have a uh, spike in sales and we were able to stay operational. So uh, we were lucky in that sense. Uh, but yeah, it's had, it's affected a lot of businesses differently and uh, it's just a shift and, and good business owners have to be ready to adapt when the shift comes. Right. That's it. And, you know, I had to pivot as well because I didn't fit, it, it didn't feel right to me to charge clients when they, when they weren't having mm. any, any income coming in, any revenues coming in. So I had to like pause and put a hold on, on things. There were certain mm. clients, as I said, they, they wanted assistance because they were taking the opportunity to build online courses or um, to look at, you know, crafting out um, or pivoting to, to, um, remote coaching online. People always so, need exercise, especially if you're locked down. I mean, it's very important for your health. So there's still a need. It's just shifting how people are getting that. Yeah, and it's just helping people really, um, you know, because of the the challenges and the stresses, just for the mental health of, of, of people as well. Um, yeah. And just, just moving and being able to get those endorphins kicked in to, to, to make us feel um much better and brighter about ourselves because you know yourself sean that um you know feeling good is is is, is half the course really right uh, yeah i go to the gym 5 a.m pretty much every day sometimes mm-hmm. if i work late i won't wake up for it but uh it is like part of the uh, daily routine and it's it's so important it's so important to for your body to be able to exercise and feel good so it's a need that is always which Absolutely. is humans and humans need that to, to the endorphins, we, we like need, you said. We, we need to move, you know, particularly those people, solopreneurs, people and, and, and people who were working in offices and going to, to or people going to work who were suddenly stuck at home, you know, that they, they were sat for eight, nine, 10 hours a day, um, not moving hardly at all, apart from going to get the next cup of coffee or, um, mm-hmm. or to get, or to get some more food and generally we're eating more. So yeah, it's so important to, to be moving and I'm lucky where we are here, even, uh, even though it gets cold in the winter, as, as I'm sure it does, um, certainly yeah. on the East coast, um, you know, I'd put some layers on and I was working, uh, I was doing my workouts outside to get the, you know, the fresh air and things, um, r- sun, rain, snow um, uh, and, and shine. So, um, uh, no, it, it's important. It is, there you it go. Is definitely. Definitely. So, so is that, is that market uh, fitness businesses? That's your, that's your area of expertise when it comes to helping them market. 
yeah, just uh, I've got that background, you know. I've 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 ran I've ran my own um, fitness company since two thousand and four. Um, then, as I say, in two thousand and eleven, I, I had the opportunity to to emigrate to Australia to to manage uh, W eight boot camps for women. So I was managing that, looking after the six locations that we had there. So, um, yeah, uh, and I've always had that passion for health and wellness. Nice. And then it was a, it was a transition. The, the owners there, they had a separate part of the business where they educated fitness business owners. Um, they needed to, um, the, being the business owners, they needed to work on the business as opposed to in the business, as right. I'm sure you, you know. So yeah. um, they looked at who they had and had my background. Uh, I've got a financial background of 20 years uh, from being on the island originally. Um, so they said, right, here we go. Um, the next day you're, you're, you're working as the, as the business coach as well as running the, the boot camps. <laughs> so it was a bit of a sink, bit of a sink or swim. Um, uh, but thankfully I was able to swim, found I really enjoyed it and found that I was able to really understand these business owners from having the experience of running my own business and really help them, um, not make the same mistakes that I'd made as a business owner. You know, I've made right. so many mistakes over the past same. years. <laughs> it's how you that's learn, how you right? That's how, yeah, yeah, that's how you exactly. <laughs> you could just sit there and never take any risks and never do anything frightening. But come on, everyone knows that it's just, it's a basic piece of advice. Go for it. Go after it. If you fail, learn from it. So of course, of course. Um, do you think when it comes, all right, let me ask you about uh, like marketing and like even marketing metrics and marketing plans. Like, do you think that uh, fitness businesses, e-commerce clothing businesses, do you think that um, the same principles apply to all, all types of businesses when it comes to marketing plans and marketing metrics? I do. I, I, I do, yeah? Sean. I, I think that you know, business comes down to numbers and having um, set procedures and plans in place. And um, certainly within the fitness industry, the, 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 the mistakes I see people make is that these guys have a passion. Uh, guys, I, I use the term guys, guys and girls. <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's um, but they're highly skilled um at, at their craft you know there's a lot of good um fitness coaches out there uh, and they come into the industry uh with the right ideas and the, and the right um methodologies behind them and for them that's essentially a product in a way right absolutely the trouble is that they come into this and they're not business owners. They haven't been taught that. And that's what I feel, certainly in the UK, I feel the UK uh, education system lets us down. It doesn't, it, we're, we're taught to, to learn and absorb it's, information. It's the same in America. They, it's like a school, <laughs> school teaches you to be an employee. It does. It does. And, um, and, and, and these guys, have, they've got a lot to give, but then they, they, they lose that, that, uh, that passion. They lose that um, joie de vivre. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and then they're struggling there. And ultimately, they have to go and get that J-O-B, that just <laughs> overbroke. Um, um, and they're out with, with the industry has lost another, another great person. So as I say, my mission um, is that I, I look to give, well, help them find their freedom to, to build 
the life that they want to live, giving value to yeah. them, to their audience, to That's their awesome. client base. So, so where do you start? So say in the case of fitness, you have a, you're the best instructor. You're so knowledgeable about what you should do to get in shape. And essentially, they have a very, really good product. Or for any business that has the product prepared, but nobody knows about it yet, right? That's where the marketing comes in. That's where you have to have people find out about you. What is the first thing that you think is the most important thing where, for someone to start to have people, all right, we're open for business, we're ready. What's the first thing? <laughs> well, unfortunately, we can't do the Kevin uh, Costner uh, feel the dreams approach, build <laughs> and they will come. That does, um, yeah, that does not. <laughs> that's just from a movie. That does not like a piece of life advice. No, unfortunately not. Although location can play a key part, you know, if you, if you've got a facility uh, and, it, and it's located in a, in a prominent area in town. And well, that's probably going to be expensive. And if you if you are just starting, you're probably not going to be able to afford that. No, you're going to be in the back street somewhere. Exactly, so yeah. um, the key thing for me, and uh, and this is certainly certainly it's prevalent in the fitness industry, and it was a mistake I made was that I I I, I was desperate for clients. I, I can train anybody, and when you when you're trying to appease everybody, you, you you're not attractive to anybody. So we we that's where we have to niche down, as you guys over there say, or niche as we we say <laughs> in the UK. Um, <laughs> So knowing who your who your target clients, who who you're passionate about working with, because this can be fun. Business can, and I feel should be fun. Um, I I wake up and I'm I'm excited for the day. I work too much because I I don't see it as work. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy sitting down as we are to having a chat with folks. And um, I finished the day um, almost on the same high as when I started because, you know, I've, I've, I've thoroughly enjoy the, the interactions I have with folks. And if I can help somebody, even better. Right. So it's definitely knowing who your target audience is, who you want to work with. Then when you've got a clear picture of who that person is, you start understanding their life, you know, where they live, what their challenges are, you know, what they might be searching for on 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 dr google as we call it um <laughs> but then it's like the, uh, again i see the mistake people jump onto facebook and then they're going to facebook ads or they're going to instagram and they're, they're trying to sell their product straight out the gate and um i was taught um a, a few years back about the importance of traffic temperature mm. And what I mean by that is that uh, not everybody that if they come across you and be it on your social media or they find your website, that that there are differing types of temperature, and it's almost like a mm. traffic light system where you've got red, amber, and green. And your red would be, let's say, your cold audience. So they may not know who Sean Lowry is. They may not have listened to one of your podcasts. They may not know about your clothing um, uh, business. Um, they, but they've somehow they've, they've, they've come across your site. Um, but they may not be at this stage ready to, to purchase right now. So we can't go hitting them with buy this and, and things right. like that. That's just going to scare them off. So we have to think of what type of offer is going to attract them. So it might be, it might be a cheat sheet. It might be a blueprint. It might be a free sample in the in the um for the fitness business side of things it might be uh download um some some fall 
recipes. Yeah. Some value um, that yeah, you provide to them. Exactly. It's a it's a, it's a low barrier to entry. There's you know the, we're not pushing them to sell. We're just giving value, as you say, and mm-hmm. in exchange, um, we we might ask them for you know their email address so right. they're on our email list, and that gives us you know that's a significant trade of, of value there. We've given them something, and they've given us something to be yeah. value. That would become at least the yellow or amber light, as you said. Coming right. into once, once they give you that email address, they probably move. Uh, exactly. So they've met, they've, that's a significant transaction, although there's been no monetary um, exchange, right. uh, but they've moved from um, being aware, um, well, being unaware to aware, and now they're interested yeah. to, to. Yeah, I like, I like the traffic light analogy. And also like how you, uh, the cultural difference, you call it amber. We call it yellow. Obviously, okay. same, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually more amber than yellow, to be honest. But, <laughs> but when they give you your email address, they go from red to amber. To, to amber. Yeah. Yeah. So now, we're, now, we're, now they're on our email list, and that gives us the chance to 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 showcase our skills, to to um, show uh, that we are an authority on our our area of expertise. And we're able to continue giving value through the occasional email that goes out to them that's, again, value-based. And the approach I like to take with emails is that I'll do a four-tell-one-sell approach. So in a series of, say, five emails, four of them will be purely over over, over what period of time would those five emails be? It, it's dependent, Sean. It could be over. It could be over five weeks. So it, it depends on the frequency of how often somebody would communicate with their audience. Um, I don't like to push too much. Uh, I feel that quality over quantity uh, plays a part. But equally, I want to. I, I want to stay in front, so top be top of mind um, of of my prospects, so that. When they've made the determination that they um, they want to take the next step, being my name is is, is up there when they when they uh, want to make that that next step, and then I'm trying to make that next step as, as straightforward and simple as possible. So when they're ready to press go and we uh, green, then that's where they'll lead into a discovery call or a consultation or. Um, or whatever, which would then lead into in, into into a sale. Moolah, moolah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's 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 interesting. It's funny you said you think like uh, a lot of businesses have the same model. I find it to be with what with what I sell a little different. Like we sell clothing, and it's and it's a lot of times we put it on sale, and we'll, we'll have we'll have good deals. Uh, and I feel like I I go from. In the in the not the podcast in the clothing business from like red to green because the first interaction is almost like a purchase and they might spend fifteen dollars and then if that if they enjoy that then they're gonna come back over and over mm-hmm. and buy from us more and more but it does it does I always like uh, one thing about a product business is I feel like you get a chance to prove yourself a little bit but also get a little bit of revenue to help you survive as opposed to it might be a if you sell a a a fitness product and say it's a, a training and it's, and it's virtual, whether it be pre-recorded or live, uh, that is a higher value that might be reoccurring, but 
but it takes a little more effort to get someone to, to put their credit card in. Um, and I feel like with the clothing, it's or a smaller, uh, like more of a purchase that's kind of impulse purchase. Uh, you get the the red. Like when I run ads, I just run conversion ads to cold right. audiences because I and it, and it works. And then you try to then we have the automated emails to build them as a customer over time and and grow them to love our brand. But uh, I think that's a, is that a little different between like a, a small margin product versus a course as far as like the, the amber, or the yellow area? Quite possibly. And as you say, no, because obviously you've got that your area expertise there. And as you're talking that through to me, I'm thinking, yes, I guess there is a, there is a difference in the buyer's intent. You know, if somebody's searching on on Google, or, yeah, or Yahoo, I don't do, whatever, I don't really then, do a lot of Google ads because because we're an impulse purchase. We're not as much of a re- a research purchase as a fitness or something like a course might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true. But maybe I should do more of them. I don't know. But uh, like, but either way, it's the same principle. You, you, you hit an audience, you educate them a little bit about your product. You don't want to nail them. And then you, 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 you warm up to them and then you ask for the sale and then you provide them with a great service or product. So they become a lifetime customer. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the basics, right? It is, and you, you hit upon a good point there. That once we've made the sale, that's not that's only the start of the next chapter, you know. And, and again, that's where a lot of businesses make a mistake. Certainly in the fitness field, where that they, they mm. drop the ball, you know, they've got the person in as a client, and you see this a lot more so in gyms and pre- mm. perhaps private training studios where the person's almost a number. Uh, they're not. They're not an individual, and mm-hmm. you know we. It, you know yourself as you say with repeat buyers you know it's much easier to to sell to somebody again who's who knows likes and trusts you so why not fo- put focus on really wowing them with your onboarding and then the interactions you have with them you know always making sure that, that they get the best possible experience Right. When they're with you, um, you know, uh, I know that when I was running my boot camps, I wanted my clients in the boot camps to that that session was the best part of their day, be it the morning sessions, the, those early 6 a.m. sessions or be it the 6 p.m. sessions that we that we ran in the evenings. You know, that was to be, you know, they would walk away and go that way. in the morning. It set them up for the day. And if and in the evening, if they'd had a a not so great day at work and they turned up we were able to have them leaving going yes you know what you've turned my day around and they were able to go back and enjoy some that's awesome time. you're right and i imagine correct me if i'm wrong i imagine in the fitness industry a lot of it is subscription slash reoccurring like when, when i sign up for a gym i i give them my credit card i pay for the first month and then every month you know it hits it hits the bank account. So that is, that's great. That the fact that if somebody's so lazy that they never go, you keep getting their, their payment. Now, eventually they're going to, you know, call and cancel and all that. But if you could just keep them happy, uh, you will re- continue to get that, that, that reoccurring monthly revenue, right? Like that, that's one of the things I love about that type of model. And Jim, sometimes they do try to make it hard to, to cancel. They do. And that's what really annoys me with the fitness and the gym, the gym based model, because for me, 
you know, I'm in it to, to ha- help people right. live a healthy, wholesome, value-based life. And, um, and it's, it, it's people driven. It's focused on, on the individual. If I can give them the best, then I know that, um, I'll, I'll get compensated accordingly for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas in gyms, as you say, uh, there's certain gyms out there that will, you know, they couldn't even, if all of their members were to turn up and take uh, full advantage of their memberships, they wouldn't have the capacity to, to be able to deal with them, you know, the, because they've got that many that's, members. And- that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's funny. And, like if and everyone I- showed up every day they wouldn't be able to sell any, <laughs> sell any more membership. So they're not complaining about that. You know, they're, no. they are happy that there's somebody out there paying monthly, not showing up. That's actually kind of good for business in a way, even though you're not really, someone's going to hate you, but that's, yeah. but I, 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 I'm values driven. You know, I, I have core values that are, that, um, that guide me in life and, um, and, and help me make life decisions and business decisions. And, um, and if somebody was paying me, but they weren't getting what I felt was the value that they deserved, then don't, that needs to be addressed. And um, ah, so, would, so you, uh, so you, the guy that's giving you 50 bucks a month, and doesn't show up. You'd call him and say, Hey, sir, I think you should cancel. Or you, you would just take keep, keep, keep I, I, taking the money. I, I, I did that just recently, and the, yeah, and it, it was the, it was a kick up the backside the guy needed, and he and he's back on track. There you uh, go. He, um, so you, it, 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 he didn't cancel; he just came back to the gym. He just came back. Um, That's great. Uh, so, um, but again, it was. Uh, it, some people might say it's tough love, but it, for me, it was like actually it wasn't because the tough love was it, it would have been <laughs> paying yeah. for something he wasn't getting but yeah um, yeah yeah but that, but, I, but I I want them to get you know value for what they're, for right. what they're paying for um, and that that ultimately will if it comes down to branding just the best thing about branding is word of mouth so if you have somebody out there who's saying like yo this gym I didn't show up and the guy actually called me like that is going to spread over time to ultimately be a better business. If you care about your customers, your business will be better over time. I don't think that's uh, crazy. That, that's what happened with the boot camps for sure. Because um, if somebody didn't turn up, they were getting a text message from us saying, ah. hey, I missed you today. Um, and if they hadn't turned up in, in for, let's say, could have ran over the week, if they hadn't been for two or three, well, for three sessions, then we were giving them a quick call and say, hey, just touching base, haven't seen you, hope everything's okay. And there, there would be, I would say various excuses, I guess. I'm yeah. busy oh, at work yeah, or whatever. I'm feeling good. Or, or it'd be like the honesty, you found me out. Thanks for the kick up the backside. Um, I'll, I'll be back. Or or there might be the, the they were under the weather, they were uh, they were they were uh, they were ill. And right. uh, that's what they, they were said, great. Yeah. Yeah, they were grateful. <laughs> so um, the gym I go to, the gym I go to, it's uh, Orange Theory Fitness. And okay. uh, have you ever yeah, yeah. have you ever heard of it? Yeah. If you, yeah, if, you, yeah. If, you, if you sign up for a class and you don't go. You get you get charged twelve bucks, mm-hmm. and it's a good it's a good. Uh, I've definitely Accountability. been. I, over, I, I've been going there for four years. Like I uh-huh. I love I love the gym. They have definitely made a a, a penny off me. Um, of of you know I'll miss a class once every couple of weeks, and I forgot to, and I never and I I'm sure a lot of people call and they complain. I don't know. I don't I don't do that, but that's that's uh, almost a way of of uh, 
automating that. It's like, of course, people are going to notice 12 bucks, 12 bucks, 12 bucks. So uh, it does work too. Cause it's like, all right, I gotta go. I gotta go. Um, yeah. No, I, so, I like Orange Theory. They're, they're, they're a good, uh, they're, they're a good brand. And um, yeah, that, that's an approach that works. You know, it's, it's, it's that, that it's pain in the pocket, isn't it? If you don't go, yeah. then, um, but it, 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 as I say, it, it it doesn't that's not that's not my approach <laughs> right yeah uh, it works and i know they're like a corporation and everything but um so marketing plans a marketing plan like uh for in general for business i know that's one of the things that's on your website uh about a marketing plan like how do you approach a, a marketing plan monthly weekly yearly goals uh promotions how do you approach it Start by sitting down and looking. If if somebody's been in business for for um, for a year or a number of years, and we'll look back at to get a gut an idea of of what they've achieved previously. Uh, so it gives us that um, an idea of, of of where they're at, what they've done, and then we'll look at uh, plotting out uh, of the next year, making it better. But a year is a long way to. I look at that as. You know, um, I, I like to run, but I, running a marathon is it, it, it's tough. I've, I've run a half marathon, and that was nice. thinking tough. <laughs> um, I much I much prefer like a five k or a ten k run. You know, that's um, I, I can sprint to a degree, but um, um, I was never the best sprinter. But I was that, that might was, that might be equivalent to like a quarter instead of a year as far as yeah, a marketing so, plan. So that's what I generally do. I'll say, let, let's look at the year, but let's break it down into four quarters. And I'm uh, and the marketing plans that I work with my clients is we'll look at the next ninety days. So it's a series of four sprints essentially. Yes. You know, it's long. It's long enough for us to to get some real traction, but it's short enough for us to not run out of steam. Um, and but it's long enough equally that um, we can we we've got th- three months. Um, and of those three months, we've got twelve weeks, and and it's, pl- it's plenty weeks. of time. It's plenty of time to put together some marketing material. Think about it. I mean, yeah, I agree. I do the same thing, like a, a month or two in advance, three, two, three months. Um, and sometimes, if you adjust, like uh, I'll make a plan. We'll, we'll make like a marketing plan. We're going to do this sale this month, this promotion this month, or, or this week. And then the month starts, and and one of the the things is not going well. So it's like okay. Let's adjust a little bit. So mm-hmm. you got to do that sometimes. And it's nice to have it mapped out. It's it's the bigger the organization, I feel like, the better it is to have it mapped out because then like purchasing and marketing, they all they're all aware of like what, what's going to be coming down the pipe. But sometimes you gotta make an adjustment, right? You do, and I notice that because uh, on numerous times now, and it's something I'll, I'm certainly keen to get back into um, post-COVID is is being able to go into into organizations sit down um and and troubleshoot so um mm. generally that approach what i take is where we'll go into to the to the business uh, on the first day it's just purely observing seeing how everything ticks be it the how the how the management team work um how the how the training staff are working what the interactions are between each to uh, take part in an actual session to see how the coaches interact with well, that well, that, well, that, well this, this is like operations kind of right like, yeah 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 like but, but, but the marketing plan right like uh what type of things do you generally have on there is it um 
like sales? Is it emails? Is it type of ads? Is it what is it blog posts? Is it content? Like what type of uh, deliverables do you have on a marketing plan? Try and strip it down to be as straightforward as possible to make it simple. I always like to keep things simple. So we'll look at, right, what's the, what's the overarching goal that we're looking to achieve here? And most, certainly in the fitness industry, most people are looking to get clients. They want more revenue. Clients. They want more mem- members, which I think all businesses, the, the goal is revenue. Yeah. It's like, yeah, selling something. So then it's looking at, right. So, uh, okay. So we know, we know the numbers that we're trying to attract. We know how much. Well, actually, say we know. Again, in the fitness industry, not a lot of the guys initially when they start out, they don't have their pricing and packaging set out. Mm. But once we clear that up, and we know how much we're charging, and we know how much we're looking to 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 make, we can then work out how many clients we need, and then how many how many prospects from there, and how many leads. So rever- reverse reverse engineering. Reverse engineering back. Yeah, look at your look at your expenses. See what type of top line you need, and then, okay, we need this type of top line. How do we get there for the for the least amount of advertising expense? And uh, you know, if it goes over, we'll deal with that problem when we get there. But um, you got to reverse engineer to get to the the revenue that you're looking for in a month in a month. Yeah. So then we, for me, I'm drilling down. So now I know the numbers of, of okay. leads I need to generate because, because we know our numbers and we work with clients. I work with clients so that we know what then those numbers are. They, they, they quite often they get overwhelmed with, Oh my God. I, 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 and I say, well, look, we're just looking at this one number. Let's look at how many leads we're generating because we know that will filter through into how many sales you make, which will, when you'll hit your revenue goals. So now we know that, and let's say, for example, they're looking for 30 leads that month. I said, well, look, that's a lead a day. You know, what can we do now to, to generate that lead? And I run a, uh, I've run it a few times now, uh, um, um, what I call the 30 leads and 30 days challenge. Nice. And that came about that's, when- that's, uh, very, that's very like simple, one lead a day. That's, that's, I'm a simple guy. So uh, I like to try and keep things simple. And it came about that when I had, when I had my first boot camp, it was like, I need leads. I, le- I need leads now. What do I do? Right. And I thought, right, let's try and get 30 leads this day. I hadn't had 30 leads in total by that stage. So, <laughs> uh, sorry, 30 leads in a month. So how, how am I going to achieve that? So, but that made me focus and I, I reached out to someone, I, I sent a letter to a business and suddenly I had 16 people in that organization wanted to take part. So in, in one, one, one communication, I was, I was almost halfway there. Then I, I, I looked at something else and then I, you know, I, I looked, it was each day I, I, I focused on one thing to, to, to drive a lead and within seven days, I had I had thirty leads. So I'd, I'd smashed that thirty and thirty. But um, did you, did you keep going? Did you try to get more? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was a game. Then I wanted to uh, I wanted to increase it, and, uh, and, and and we did. So um, so over time, that that's been built out into this thirty leads and thirty days challenge, where each day. I put together what I feel was something that would take the business owner about half an hour uh, maximum a day to do. But it was a simple thing that if they block time on their day to work on their business and, and look at the focus of 
what most of us need, as you say, leads that's going to uh, result in revenue, then we're working on our business as opposed there to you go. it. And, and there you go. That, that's a strategy that was that I continue yeah. to this day. How how have you seen are the are the the best ways to get leads? For me, um, looking at partnerships, so reaching out to to business, coming on podcasts is a, is a great <laughs> way of, uh, of expanding your reach. Um, um, strategic partnerships, so you know. As I say, people like to do business with those they know, like, and trust. And if you can, if you can show and and give support to somebody else and help them, then in turn, then they're not obliged, but they're almost obliged to say, "Hey, what can I do for you?" Right. And, it's, just, um, it's a human. It's a human principle. It's like it, you do it, someone it a favor, they kind of they don't have to, but they feel obligated to do you a favor or do something for you. So partnerships are a big thing for me, um, okay. be, it, be it with, um, so in the fitness industry, for example, if um, uh, me being, um, I'm not running boot camps now, but uh, when I was a boot camp operator, I knew that there would be the the clothing guys and <laughs> so I, I would do a deal with them. My, my biggest uh, referrers were um, hairdressers, massage um, uh, and spas, where my clients would go and ask my clients, where do you get your hair done? Where do you get your nails done? Um, which local, lo- it's local, right? It's that's, local. The thing about the, that's the thing about a gym. Um, I've always, I've never really done a lot of local marketing because we ship across, across the country and it doesn't really matter if you live next door or, or in California from across the country or from where I am, either way, it's the same, but local, it seems like it's not, I don't know, but easier, but at least it's, um, very contained so like that strategy works there because you know that people are hairdressers they're chit-chatting who do you know oh i gotta get to the gym hey i know someone at the gym like that works in, in a local sense and i had a lot to, again with the island being um finance and um and a lot of legal uh, practices here i i, I had a, um, a a lawyer who was a client got him into shape so he was suddenly feeling much more positive he was winning more cases that was getting noticed Ooh. by his by his team so then he would refer you know he, he had his um his um protege came up he was training and suddenly i was the i was known as the the the, the trainer for 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 you know lawyers and uh, nice. people in the legal profession so again it's just as i say focus on on doing your best but then remember well remember to ask for the referral so i always followed the ear principle when it comes to referrals so earn by doing a great job given a great experience then ask that's where we forget a lot of the time but i'll obviously ask in the right way um and then reward so i was always good i was always good to reward my clients and the rewards when i say reward do you, do you mean do you mean reward someone who gave you a referral yeah, that reward might be just a, a card, uh, a show of appreciation. Yeah, thank um, you. Uh, just a thank you note. But, the, but I had a number of clients. Again, I guess it's that Pareto principle with the 80-20 where, you know, a small, a small percentage of my clients would refer the majority of my referrals. So those types of guys, it might be um, – uh, I'll say Starbucks, for example, it might be a Starbucks card or it might be an Amazon gift card. Something uh, monetary as opposed to just a thank you. 
Yeah, and this the the, the legal client. Uh, I got him a little. Um, still, he he was doing meditation. Um, he he, he um, and so we had this handcrafted medis- meditation still made for him, which nice. you know was probably about hundred books. But he'd the amount of thousands of dollars uh, that he'd um, um, passed. It's a, great, it's a great it's a great return on ad spend in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's not so, ads, that, but... so that was a bit more than what was normal. But you know, he had he'd referred significantly more over over the years. So it was it was it was you know, just a small right, part right. Uh, on that side. So, so yeah, referrals. I mean, that's the classic, classic business. It's the best way. It's free. And, um, you know, if you're valuable enough, then you're going to add value to the person who adds value to their friend by actually telling them, yo, this is awesome. They Then their friend likes them more because they went to you and it was actually awesome. So, like, everyone wins if, if you're providing value. That's classic referral. Uh, what about, I mean... What about uh, more of like a technical online search engines, ads, uh, social media? Uh, what about that stuff? For me nowadays, uh, content content marketing is is king, um, and it's it's really because again, um, there's a time investment um, for writing blog posts or, or yeah. doing videos. If if you're comfortable in front of video, not everybody is. I appreciate that. But but writing and certainly having uh, the your website um, and again in the fitness industry there's still significantly uh, a lot of people that don't have their own domain their own website they're they're predominantly really? they're, yeah they're, they'll Come they'll have a now. face in the UK certainly they'll have a Facebook part or they'll be on Instagram um, that they're putting all of their you know their they're renting space. They're, they're a renter, not um, not a landlord. And um, well, you got to a- convert them somewhere. You need to you need to bring them home. That's your website. And if something happens, like when Facebook and Instagram, WhatsApp went down um, a few weeks back, then you're lost. You, you've got no right. way of connecting uh, with your folks. So, well, not to mention to have- like the actual place where you would put in your credit card numbers and your your CVC code and your, and your, uh, you know, your expiration date, the actual pace where you get paid. I don't know if Facebook and Instagram are kind of doing some stuff like that, but you want to have your own website with your own checkout page. Like that is where you put your, your, uh, your codes where you like can track your conversions and send back to Facebook. I mean, you need your, you need your home turf, your actual website. You do. So I look at that. I look at um, your website as being your home base and I look at the social media as being outposts where, sure, you yeah. know, they're there for you to, to wave and to, to, to put, put your head above the parapet and say, Hey, this is me. Here I am. If you want to learn more, right. come, come and visit me at my home and um, you make your home uh, as well welcoming as you can uh, so that they can find their way around your website so don't make it too challenging um give value um have that uh, area where they can they can read what i call open gated content which is like your blog posts and that but if they want something a little bit more um that, uh, that's tailored to them that's where your lead magnets your, your cheat sheets your blueprints your um your your, your meal plans or whatever they get them in exchange for their emails so that 
now they're on your email list. And that for me is the overarching goal for any, uh, certainly online businesses to build your mailing list because that's where that that's your asset. It's also uh, kind of your home, your mailing it, list. It is. Yeah. Um, and you build your tribe. You know, my name, my nickname's Braveheart. Uh, <laughs> Wallace. Freedom. Um, it is. And that's what that's what I try to do with my clients is to give them the financial freedom and lifestyle freedom that they're after. But um, so we're, we're we, you know, we're looking to get to that home base and that's where the website comes. But it's content because the content we've wrote with good keywords is going to get you optimized. And what really blew me away was the book by Marcus Sheridan. Um, I don't know if you've read it called They Ask nah. You Answer. Nah. Incredible book. Um, and any any budding entrepreneur or business owner, I, I feel that would be. Right. Right. I'm taking a note. I'm taking it. I'm taking a note because I've been I, I've always loved reading. And I, I went to audiobooks for a couple of years and I'm going back to like physical books because I because I like that more now. And what's it called? What's the what's the title? Uh, it's, they ask you answer. They ask you answer, and it's all by right. Marcus Sheridan. Uh, honestly, awesome. it, it would be on my top five books of all time. It's up wow. there with uh, the E Myth and um, and, and books that. like that. But basically, the premise behind that, and it's got a, it, it, it brought me to tears reading Marcus's story. I won't, I won't give it too much away, apart from the fact that. He um, realized when he had no, he didn't have the money to invest into Facebook advertising or any print advertising and that, but they needed to, for his business, which at that time was a swimming pool company in the US. And this is back in 2008. Um, yeah, 2008. Yeah, the, the, okay. the, the, um, uh, that was when they, the, the stock markets and things. Yeah, big crash then. Um, they needed to they needed to market their business so they realized that um, they had to write content or produce content and it, basically the content they created was through questions that their client base or prospects had asked so they ask you answer so that's the premise and any in what in what in what form did he do that was it video blogs back in posts? those days it, Back in those days, it was blog posts. Now it would be a mixture of blog posts. It, it could be it would be video content as well. Uh, would play their part. If I, for me now, it would be blog content, but having in your blog having some video content and some mixing it up, so you've got you're covering all the bases on that side of things and getting extra Google juice, as we say, um, right. on that side of things. But um, Content for me, content creation, content marketing should play um, a primary focus for, for certainly with the online side of things because mm-hmm. people, if, they've, if their um, intent is gone from not being aware to suddenly in, in, in terms of fitness that they want to find out about how do I do a kettlebell swing or how do I, um, what's the best, what's the best home gym equipment to buy? Well, they've got intent. They're, they're considering buying uh, equipment or looking for somebody's services. So if they suddenly come find you in Google search, click, they're onto your website and they read a compelling article, blog post, there's got a video of you talking about show, showing the types of equipment that you would recommend. 
and then that could lead to uh, some affiliate links on there for that equipment or um, click below for, for a, a consultation um, or whatever, then, you know, you've given value and, you, and, and you've, you've interacted with someone that's on the amber to green list if we're going back to that traffic temperature. And it's, it's quick and easy for us to do. And particularly now with the likes of AI, uh, I don't know how much experience you might have with these, like of Jarvis, which writes, helps you write content and things. Remarkable. Um, so even those of us who aren't the greatest writers, the, the software and tools and services out there that can... Java switch? Jarvis. So it's J-A-R-V-I-S dot A-I. And that, that helps you write blogs? Yeah, it's it's incredible. Interesting. It's scary. <laughs> you like you put in some. I, I've seen things like that. You put in some keywords, some some objectives, and it and it, and it pumps out a, a post. Yeah, yeah, um, and they've got um, that's a whole other story. But they've yeah. got they've, they've got boss mode now, which basically you it's got a command, and you'll put in that I want to write about how to how to do uh, a Turkish get up. Um, <laughs> Oh, oh, let's keep on coming with marketing. I, I want to write a, a blog post on uh, how to start with uh, a content marketing planner for 2022. Control, enter, and Jarvis will, will pull from content. He'll, he'll, he'll write wow. uh, content for you. It, not good on facts and figures you'd need to adjust, but it, it helps as I say, it helps the best of us that can write to get, to write quicker. Um, wow. But for those of us who may not be uh, able to write, then you know it's it, it it's a game changer. Wow, it really is. That's and, really cool. And you can actually pick out. So I could type. I want it to be wrote in the manner that Sean Lowry would um, uh, would write or talk. Um, and if you've got it. it if you've done enough content in the past, it knows your tone of voice. Wow. Wow. So the likes, it's got the likes of Tony Robbins and um, um, Joe That's Rogan. Really cool. and yeah, it, that it, is... it, it, it's a game changer. Really wow. Is. That's really cool. I'm going to use that. That's 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 some good insight. And, that, and and that helps give you your content. I mean, even if you have a business and you have all the marketing budget in the world and you're going to want to go spend some money, you have to spend money on promoting something and that's your content. Like everyone needs, everyone needs ongoing content, fitness, business, clothing, business, restaurant service. You need content because if you're ready to spend money, you have to spend money on promoting this blog post or this picture or this video or this workout course. I mean, you need content. Of course you do. You do. Absolutely. You do. Do you, do you spend ad money a lot? Are you a big, are you a big Facebook ad guy, Google ad guy, or is that, kind of secondary to the content because because if you just start an instagram account or start a blog even more a blog and you just post the best blog of ever written whether it's by you or jarvis uh no one's gonna find it right i, I was gonna say i beg to differ but no you you're right to a degree it's gonna take a bit of time um if you've got all your bases covered you've done your seo research you've got some right. good keywords in there and um, you've crafted um, a, a blog post that's in line with what's on, on the first page of Google. So, for example, if I was posting on um, content management, 
Um, and that was my the, my keyword phrase. I, I, I initially go onto Google and I'll have a look to see, and I use tools like SEO, SEO Minion, which will tell me of the 10 um, results on page one, it'll tell me how many H1 um, headlines they've got, how many mm. H2s, what the average length, well, what the length mm. of each post is. So I can work out the average of what okay. Google's tell me what it's wanting to see on page okay. one. So, 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 you're, so you're really into the, the SEO element, trying to get your content to rank when people search for the term. Cause that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a big game. That's a big game. It's a tough game. Cause it's, cause this is sometimes it takes some time. I mean, if you start a new website and you write a blog, Google's not going to rank that in the top page yeah. within a week or a month or maybe even a year, they want to see that the site is, is credible. And then like the Washington post or like the LA times, like if they write an article that is content heavy and it fits the right things that you find, it'll, it'll rank higher cause the site's credible. Yeah, that's domain authority, Sean. So right. domain authority. That, but um, the likes of Washington Post and New York Times, they're going to have domain authority of um, right. ninety out of a hundred. When we first start, uh, if we start, if I was starting a website today, it would have a domain authority of <clears throat> zero. Exactly. You can't just you can't buy domain authority. You can't just manufacture it. It's something that comes with a lot of time. So it's, 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 this is playing the long game. So content long marketing uh, will, you'll win in the long term, the but long certainly, term. Um, and when I say long term, we're looking six months to, uh, plus, um, you will get some, some spikes and you will get some traffic out of the gate, but it will, it's, it's, it's planting the seeds now right. for, for the harvest, you know, in time. So you mentioned Facebook ads for that quick win. Um, that's where I would be. If you've got the investment to make into that, because it can, as you know, it can be expensive, but you can start small and, you know, you can for five bucks a day, you can, you can, you can try. And again, I would be looking for somebody listening to this, don't go and push again that, that cold audience. They're on, they're on social media. They're not looking for um, uh, um, a membership to Orange Theory. <laughs> when they're, they're sat down, just scrolling to see what 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 their friends are up to. Um, um, right. But if they see a post on, uh, it, it might be you doing a video of like. Phew, that was a tough session today. At right. the, uh, but I, but I feel better for it. And that person knows you and go. I didn't know Sean was going to Orange Theory. Now and now I know why he's looking so buff. You know, mm -hmm. okay. And next time I ask him, yeah, I'll, 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 I must ask him about what it's like down there. And and so if they've seen that, then obviously the, that's where the retargeting can come in and. That then, if somebody's watched a certain amount of a video, let's say fifty percent of it, then there's a yep. good chance that that they've they've shown enough interest yep. to to be able to follow it up with, and you can follow that up with some further value based content, and then that leads them into, hey, would you like to learn more? Would you like to come in for a free trial? Right. So it's rather so than trying to hit that home run. Right. So like when you. When you run ads like your or like a funnel, um, do you have like a, an audience for for cold, an audience for warm, and then like a, a conversion audience where you're looking for them to get their sale? 
It's the That's same concept. It it's the same concept as the as the red, amber, yellow. Um, but it's but it but it's it's done with spending a little bit of money through the ad platform. Yeah. So, well, that's what I like to do with my clients. It's like finding out what, you know, where they're at at the moment, you know, what, what, what ad spend, we, what, what, what money have we got to invest in? Right. Have we got any money to invest in, in our marketing? And if we haven't, well, we've got to invest time, you know, and then that's where the content comes in. Um, it's a longer play, but um, you know, it's, it's, so with my clients, it, it's, it's finding, you know, where they're at and and finding the best uh, strategy and the best right. solution to, to fit their their needs at this time yeah and then and then as we scale up you know we're able to you know we can look at other areas and and other things so if they didn't have money then well, we'll look at offline no income no monetary investment but then when they start making some money through sales we can reinvest that into into other right. areas and maybe into Facebook ads and the likes. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's the same principles. I mean, mm -hmm. provide value to people, make them like you and then ask them for money. And that can be through the content marketing, which takes a little longer. It can be through the play, play platform, which might help you, but it could be taken away from you at any time because you don't own it. It's renting it. But that is kind of the, the base principle is provide value, warm them up, let them get to know you, let them be comfortable with you. And then ask them for money and then and then do that over and over and over again and then build trust and then people refer, spread the word. And uh, that's that's kind of the cores. And, and and that's that's beautiful. I love that. It is. It's not rocket science. It's as I say, it's nice and simple. It's, it's simple enough for somebody like me to understand. Uh, but we try to overcomplicate it. And then, unfortunately, there's 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 a lot of gurus out there now that try and tell us that there's a secret well or there's a hack that can be made and all that and the only hack that is is they're hacking into your wallet to take away your money unfortunately. <laughs> you know it's it's just stay away from those bright shiny objects and just focus on on, on the principles principles are, are tried and tested they've been around for years business hasn't really changed over time right uh, right it, it, you know, it's same way humans need to exercise still. That's that's just part of humans. Business is kind of the same way. It's, it's you know, there might be something flashy over here, some new things to learn, but the principles remain the same. Dating back to when your government was founded over there. And that, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, methods change, but principles always stay the exactly. same. So if, if we focus on the principles, uh, we won't go too far wrong. And as I say, don't overcomplicate things. Keep it simple. Keep it focused. In it. And as I say, the way I do it with my clients is we focus on that one number, that one thing that we need to focus on and we stay consistent and we continue, we get that traction, we get that momentum and we can find freedom. Um, love it. Freedom like William Wallace. I love it. I love it. Um, what did, like, I, I saw one thing you were talking about was like vanity metrics. Um, what do you think is like the most vain, the most vanity metric that, that marketers obsess over that's not that important? Oh, for me, it's like looking at how many likes they've had or uh, things. It's just like, hey, likes are, yeah, it's just like, look at me in, in, in the mirror. It's, it don't mean anything really. Yeah. Um, like watching 50% of a video is actually a more important metric because you can take that on Facebook, make an audience out of it, but no one can see that. It's not as cool. Yeah. 
no no so people you know and, and i find myself looking at stuff and go oh they've had so many likes and then go and then it slap 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 get 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 back on it focus yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's obviously it's 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 vanity but sometimes i mean likes are good uh but it might it, it might help you if you're doing content marketing you post one thing certain amount of likes post something else has lots of likes that might tell you this is the type of content people are looking for. So it does mean something, but it's, I feel like to that, some people who are worried about how they look, they're like, I don't even care how much money's in the bank. No one can see that. I care about how many likes I get because it's, it looks better. And uh, that's it where does. it becomes vain. It does. It, it, it strokes our ego at the end of the day. And, and, you know, at times like, like we've been living in the past 18 months, then it, there's, there's an element of it that we, we, we need that, that, that that virtual hug to to, to feel like you know it's definitely you know we we're a, we're not loners you know we, we we love communities we we thrive in communities we thrive with that interaction um between ourselves and so likes to a degree can help um, right um, but a lot of the times yeah don't obsess over it. it's not that don't most obsess thing. over it don't obsess yeah it's not it's not putting money in your bank account um yeah andrew this has been awesome i have one last uh like topic question for you i saw you had a blog post um it's called what the secret to insane productivity and i am always interested in that topic because i'm running my business i'm, I'm doing the podcast i'm always trying to take my energy put it in the best places uh tell me about how you're gonna uh just like if you, if you try to hack content marketing or hack ads how does a human hack itself to be the most productive it could be i think at first because as i said we have those many that many bright shiny objects wait, wait, wait actually to... re before real quick did jarvis write that blog post no <laughs> uh, i wish uh, i wish he did. <laughs> all right i'll, I'll believe you I would no. Uh, I wish he had done um, because um, you know I would have got. I would have so much more to, uh, blog posts out. He'd be writing <laughs> my next one, so watch out for that. But okay. for me, uh, looking at uh, for productivity, I've always been. You know, I've I've always done what I call a brain dump because I have that much noise going on in my head that uh, I need to I need to silence that noise so I can get clarity. So that's whenever I I find that my productivity levels have gone down having a brain dump and just getting whoa, something. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's a brain dump? Like in your terms? In, in my terms, I'm, I'm old school. So I, I, I have a pen and paper and I'll sit down and I'll just scribble everything that's going on. Any nah, to-dos okay. and everything I'll write on, on a list. My clients, they'll, they might do it on a, um, but, but, but it. a Google Doc or whatever. But yeah, basically yeah. just write down everything you're thinking about. That's a brain dump. So that's my brain dump. So it's okay. dumping it out of my brain onto onto paper. Okay. Um, then that gives me clarity. I can I can put that aside and uh, and come back to it. Or uh, if I've got if I've made the time, I'll I'll then review what I've got there. And I have marker pens then where I'll highlight the pens where I'll go right. Mm. That uh, green might be, uh, for money. So any, any, any financial, uh, like updating my cash dashboard or doing invoicing or doing my books that, that goes in green, any, any, uh, red tape, any, any admin that's might be in red. So I'm, I start highlighting them in red. 
um, any any personal items or like for my fitness, getting my workouts in that might be in, in, in blue and, and so on and so on. So I've got them all color coded. And then uh, alongside each one, I'll, how long will that roughly take me? Mm. Um, and so I'm, I'm marking down then a rough idea of how long that, that task, that project might take. So now I can clearly see um, down on paper how things are separated, but then I can also see what should be my priorities. And I'm taking them and I'm looking at my, and that's where my week um, planner comes into place on my Google Calendar. And then first things on there are my client sessions. They're the most important things. So um, um, they're on you can't, there. You can't um, schedule all the admin stuff at the same time as that. Exactly. But then the, the most important thing on the list that needs to be done for that week, that's going at the, at, at the earliest part of the okay. week, and the earliest part in the day, so that um, it's following that um, um, uh, Brian, is it Brian Tracy, eat that frog? Um, yeah, approach no, where, um, They might not be the most pleasant task and you, and you know that you'll put it off if you leave it alone. Get it done first because it, it might, it's unpleasant, but once you've got it done, it's like, yes, hallelujah mm-hmm. time. And you can go and um, um, you can reward yourself by having a workout is my reward or uh, having a, having your uh, hot chocolate or whatever. <laughs> uh, um, but you've got that done. So if, if the hot, if the day goes to whatever, um, Shit. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um you know that you've you've got you've got you've got something productive done um and so do you find, do you find that usually that task is is you, you mentioned the green and, and the red and the blue or whatever it was admin uh whatever it was uh uh personal do you find that is usually the same thing or is it different every week uh, it differs each week. Um, okay. There's going to be certain elements which are, which are on there each time because I'll always make sure, you know, I was always back in the day when I was a raw recruit, I didn't know my numbers. And then I wondered why my business wasn't achieving what I wanted it to do because I had no direction. I had no guiding light, you know. So numbers, they're always done at the start of the week. Uh, there's always a review at the end of the week as well. So, uh, on a Friday, um, and I was doing this before our call, uh, with me being five hours ahead of you, right. I'm looking at how the week went, um, you know, what went well, what perhaps didn't go so well, what need, what still needs to be done. So I'm, I'm already planning, uh, for, mm. for, for the week ahead. It's like pl- planning your planning, That's like it. Plan- planning out when you're going to plan. That's, mm-hmm. that's actually important. I think that's, that's good value right there because, Cause sometimes you make the perfect plan for the whole week and then the next week hits, and you didn't have time to plan it. You already <laughs> planned out everything. Like, so planning when you're going to plan is smart. And then it's just discipline of sticking to it. I, I would imagine. Yeah. And then, and then every evening when I finish for the day, I'm always just, uh, just checking how the day went and then just looking forward to see why. So when I start the next day, I already know what, what my first few tasks are so that I'm not twiddling my thumbs and, and right. thinking, all oh, right, what am I doing? So there's always focus and checking emails. I'll, I'll do that a couple of times a day. So it's not the first thing I do. It'll be mid morning, mid afternoon. Um, yeah, right. So that again, I'm getting, I'm focusing on 
the work I want to do, right. I need to do, as opposed right. to being reactive. Email is a distraction. It's it's you know you you make a plan and then you get an email, you get lost in some some chain, and all of a sudden you don't complete what you needed to do. So that's that's a good one to have a start time and a stop time, maybe. It it is so, so that's and, and and then it's just consistency. And don't get me wrong, Sean. There's days where you know they do go pants, and uh, you just think that's it and i would i would beat myself up previously but now i just know right right let's just look at the the let's get back to the plan draw the line in the sand and 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 plan ahead and 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 adjust um, you know great. if there's a plane traveling from let's say from la to new york you know they don't fly directly there you know they're always drifting right. off but the the um autopilot just brings it back on track right. and that to me is what the planning at the end of the day is we just uh, are we off track if we are let's just bring us back to center and um and that nice. consistent yeah so, so don't get don't get down on yourself if you get off track the day's not ruined get back on track and don't and don't feel any anger towards yourself exactly you know if you have a bad minute if you have a bad hour that, that doesn't dictate your day if you have a bad day it doesn't dictate your week if you had a bad week it doesn't dictate your month and if you have a bad month then it, you've still got 11 months to to you know to have a brilliant year so yeah don't beat yourself up you know shit happens and um <laughs> and, if, you know, and if you have a bad if you have a bad year all right now you gotta be, <laughs> just come on that's too much too long <laughs> if you have trying. a bad year speak to somebody and uh, yeah, before yeah, yeah. that happens <laughs> and, um, and 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 speak to your support group speak there to your you mates speak to your to your to your coach to to whoever yeah to, that'd be like that'd be like the plane from la to new york ending up in, in canada <laughs> somewhere it's like all right that's not okay that's too long but just, 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 yeah, stay, <laughs> stay productive, stay on track and don't get mad at yourself for, for going off track a little bit. And that's, that's, that's so key. It's kind of like fitness in general. If you, you, you go to the gym every day, but it's Tuesday and you miss Tuesday. All right. You still got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you worked out four out of five days. That's a good week. And, and if you make that a habit, it just becomes normal. And then it it's does. almost weird. It's weird when you miss a day because it's like, whoa, what was something was weird today. Oh, yeah, I didn't go to the gym. That's part of my habit. And once you get that down, um, you, you set your calendar, you put in your calendar when you're going to plan, then boom, you, you got it mapped out. You understand the principles that we discussed. You understand the, the calendar and then all great value, all great insight. And I, and I love it. Um, yeah, I always remember Jerry Springer. Um, I can't remember. I, I Jerry, think it was, Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I think I heard this from Russell Brunson years ago about uh, he had this chain, and people saying, "How are you so productive in your writing?" And he, he just had his calendar, and he'd put an X on, on each day, so he didn't want to break the chain. So. Ah. It's like, it's like, all right, I already did six in a row, I'm going to do seven, I would do eight. Now I'm like, I also, I think another good thing is there is like, say you're doing that with a calendar, like maybe post it on social media, like yeah. put it out there. Like if I'm trying to uh, ever lose weight, I'll, I want to like tell as many people as possible. So it's like, you feel accountable. And then once you got that streak going, post That's about it. it, talk about it, and then keep it going. And, and it's, it gets easier and easier and easier. And it's like, all right, I already went this long if I break it now, all right, go again. And just, yeah, that's a good, I think I like that. that I, I've seen that before the calendar where the red X's and that's it's it. like the, you know, get through three, get through four, get through five, brag about it. Not for the sense of bragging for the sense of accountability to your, to others. It's, and, and then it's almost like weird if you don't do it. 
Yeah, and it's accountability. It helps you hold yourself more accountable. Exactly. I was doing. I, I did it. I wanted to see if I could. I could um, work out 180 days in a, in a set period of time, and I actually worked. I went through a whole year of working out every day. Now I wasn't. Nice. I wasn't flogging myself. You know, at 60 you, minutes. You did session. enough to get the X. Yeah. So it was like 20 minutes one day. It might be a run another. It might be um, a series of kettlebell swings or a kettlebell nice. uh, circuit. Uh, it might be uh, using the TRX or sandbag. You know, it was variety was in there, but it enabled me to get the X. And, you know, I, I wanted to do 30 days in a row. And then it was, right, I'm going to aim for 100. I'll never do 100. And then suddenly <laughs> 100 was passed. And then I thought, screw it. I'm going for three, six, five. And, you did, you uh, did, you did three sixty five. Yeah. yeah. What, did, what did you do? What did you do on day three sixty six? Um, I, I went <laughs> ate, for a, ate a cake. Oh, I, you went did? For a <laughs> I went for a run, but I, I went and did some shuttle runs and I went and pinged my, um, my Achilles. So, um, ah. maybe there was a bit of a, there was a bit of overtime. No, but actually, so you see, like, cause that's actually, you wait on day three sixty six, you hurt your Achilles. Yeah, <laughs> that's there's got to be something mental there. That's crazy. It's like your body was like, stop. But yeah, that's funny. Because like if you that, that just shows like if you get down to do push ups and I tell myself I could probably do like 40 push ups. But if I tell myself I got to do 44, mm -hmm. I could probably do 44. But if I go in saying I'm going to do 30, then I can. It's just like the expectation that you set for yourself is important. And that's funny that your body, your body was like, nope. Hey man, right. you did the 365. That's a year. Yeah, yeah. come on. You're, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. That's awesome. So, so cool, it, it went it went a bit over, but hey, it, it was done. And it, it's 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 one for the it's it's in the chapter of the book that will It's a great story. Way. It's a great story. That's awesome. Andrew, tell everyone where they should go follow you and go find you and and, and where should everyone go go to get more hey, from well. you? Yeah, if you want to you want to do more, then you can just do at Andrew Wallace. And that's uh, Wallace is W A double L I S H Q. So at Andrew Wallace, H -Q. not like William Wallace, your boy. No, I need to change uh, people. <laughs> that's why I spell it because everyone does the A C. Right. But, um, but um, yeah, so it's Andrew at Andrew Wallace H Q, or you can get me at andrewwallace.me. Uh, okay. Um, All right. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll link it up in the podcast and on YouTube and everything. And uh, Andrew, you're the man. I appreciate your time. This has been awesome. Very insightful. I think my favorite thing I learned uh, is about Jarvis. I think that's really interesting, the, uh, the, the blog writing platform, because I'm familiar with a lot of this stuff. And that is, a, to me specifically, I'm sure the listener, it's valuable, all oh. of it, but that sounds cool. Jarvis is going to be huge. You know, he okay. already is growing and um, yeah, he, he's my boy, you know, he's, <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's, uh, he's my writing, my writing genius. Love so it, love when, it. Uh, when everyone comes over and starts reading posts over the next few weeks and months, then I would like to say it's me, but it's going to be Jarvis. It's pending, All right. pending fair, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Thanks everyone for watching and uh, peace out. See you later. <laughs> All right, man, this is awesome.